Welcome to Potatoes and Sriracha. That's right, Potatoes and Sriracha. This is a podcast about establishing and running your own business as a new entrepreneur. On each and every episode, we take the time to dive into issues and challenges that we have faced as brand new entrepreneurs. Things that are emotional, mental, spiritual, personal, that can help you succeed as a brand new business owner. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, one and all, to the first, the official, the inaugural, the first of the next 200 episodes of Potatoes and Sriracha. Here, uh, this podcast, by the way, is brought to you by Kinetic Plus LLC, sponsored by them. Um, This podcast is mainly about, well, before I get into that, first of all, I just want to thank you for tuning in. My name is Paul. I'm joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Dr. Danielle McDonald. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people? So we uh, own a business together, and we're in the process of creating another thing <laughs> for it, and um, it's been it's been a blast. It's been a blast not because... We own it. It's been a blast because we happen to be in a relationship at the same time. Just so happens to be in a Just so happens. It's just like a benefit. Like we, you know what I'm saying? Like we're business owners and then we're in a relationship. Or we're in a relationship and then we're business owners. Yeah. <laughs> There's an equal line, but that's not important. So anyway, the reason why uh, we decided to start this podcast sponsored by our business is simply because, look, like, we think there's a lot of we go through. There's a lot that we experience, we encounter that people need to hear. And also, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about. We just want to get out there. So with that being said, we just want you to know that, first of all, really appreciate y'all. Uh, if this is your first time listening to this, well, I guess technically this would be your first time listening to yeah. the podcast. But if you're listening to this like in the year 2028, welcome to the welcome to the crew. We're glad that you're here with us, and this is going to be fun. And yeah, this this is going to be a blast. I'm actually really excited about it. This is something that we've wanted to do for months. months. Yeah. Months, many months, not just one, many months. And so, you know, being able to find the right thing to do about, and then just finding the name. So let's kind of explain the name. <laughs> Potatoes and Sriracha, it's not something deep. I just want to be very clear about that. It's not something deep. I just really like sriracha and potatoes and like usually in the form of French fries. So this is just supposed to be like the name, if anything, just signifies just how like comfortable, how real, how laid back this whole experience is going to be. We're not going to come in like preaching left and right. Now we might do a little preaching, but it's more so like just to give you guys the content and the value of everything we, we want to share. Yeah. Right. Is there anything you want to add on to that before we, we get started? No, look like you got it covered. All right. So without further ado, we're going to get into today's topic. Uh, and this is something that Danielle actually, she's the one that had this idea. I had some other ideas, but she's the one that brought this one to the table. And uh, we together voted. First of all, before we even talk about this, I want to talk about what it's like to be dating oh your God. business partner. Now, let's <laughs> let's start there. All right. right let's start there. Like one of the things that people often don't take into consideration is the kind of strain it's going to put 
on you as a person in your relationship and just the amount of times you end up talking. And I say that more from like, so I actually just, you know, yesterday I was telling Danielle, like I was having a conversation about this guy that reached out to me and was like, Hey man, like, you know, I wanted to go into business with my girl, things happened, whatever. And every time I hear that, I'm like, do you all even know what that requires? <laughs> do you understand what it's like to go into business with your significant other? Because one, that means there has to be a lot more clear communication. And for us, for me personally, for me personally, I am the kind of person that you just, I'd rather you tell me where the plane landed and then we can discuss maybe how the plane got there, right? So the how really doesn't matter to me, more so the where. Like, just tell me straight up, boom. Like this morning, Danielle was actually talking about how I have the tendency allegedly that I like to wear like clothes that are not ironed and I look crusty <laughs> and I'll be out in the streets just not presenting us properly. Not and just unkempt. Unkempt. And so like for her, she does this thing where she's like, oh, your shirt is crushed or, oh, that's, that's how you look at, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, honestly, just tell me <laughs> to go change. I don't want to both know I'm not going because here's the thing. Once I already have the clothes on, I promise you I'm not re-ironing. And I told her that this morning. I'm not re-ironing these clothes. They're on my body. This is it. What you see is what you get. We're going to the streets together with unironed clothes. And that's just my perspective on that. On like how, how being in a business and with a relationship? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like it tests your relationship. Yeah. Because it tests how well you are with communicating with each other. And it makes you know, like, it will let you know if you're a really bad communicator or a really good communicator. Or it just shows, like, if you're on the same wavelength or not. Because when you're messing with money, like, let's just even put the relationship aside. If we're just messing with money, you have to communicate clearly. Because if you're not communicating clearly, you're just going to be losing a lot of money and nothing's going to be coming in. Or you're not going to be able to... Uh, gain clients because clients don't know your message. So if you're not able to communicate clearly with your partner, then you're not going to be able to communicate how to grow your business or to reach out to other people. Facts. That's why we're in the communication course. Honestly, <laughs> shout out to Jojo. Shout out Thank to Jojo and So for us, communication is key because it's actually requiring of us to, to reach, reach a new level um, where, see, as business owners and as like, people in a relationship with each other, we can't afford, we cannot afford to not be straight up, right? And for me, I've had to learn how to work between like, cause there'll be moments where I'm like, bro, like, I know we're having an issue, but we also got to talk about some other stuff. And it's just like, we got to pick our battles. But regardless, beside, beside that, I'll be honest, like running a business with your significant other is probably one of the best things ever because it gives you the freedom to work round the clock while placing boundaries, right? I, I don't have to sit there and debate where like start scheduling sessions with my, with my business partner if my, I wasn't being my business partner, right? I don't have to sit there like, all right, let's do this that day. And then I have to like basically schedule in our, our relationship. For us, it's more so it's all become one conducive thing because you know, obviously we're working towards a specific future and being able to plan that together on our personal level and then in our business level 
really makes a difference because ultimately they are one and the same, right? Like we end up spending our lives with our best friends. And if that person has to be the person you're running business with, there's just a new level of trust, a new way to communicate things that you couldn't communicate. For example, say if you had like somebody working for you, right? You communicate something and maybe they didn't comprehend it the same way that you thought they would in the relationship. We have no choice, but to be able to clearly communicate. Therefore in our business, like if something needs to happen, we just say it and it could be the same thing for y'all, but that's not what we're talking about today. That's not what we're talking about today and would be um, this title. So we're going to talk about, have you made fear your safety blanket, right? Have you made fear your safety blanket? You want to start this off or should I I introduce it? All right. So let's, how do you define fear? First of all, let the people know. How do you define fear? I'd say fear is when you're when you're scared of something or like you're yeah when you're scared of achieving or i know achieving is hard but when something scares you to the point that you won't do it or you won't go around it or you won't even think about it because it makes you uncomfortable ah uh, things scare you makes you uncomfortable to the point where you just become paralyzed like a deer in headlights Exactly. It's like like a deer in headlight headlights. So the the very first thing we gotta discuss then is like the fact that fear, fear is actually I'm convinced that fear is actually a safe space. Mm. Because it's a comfortable place. True. Right? Mm. Fear is a safe space because it's a comfortable place. Mm-hmm. Fear all fear does is push you back, right? So this is what happens. When people get scared, they fall back to their habits. And I say this all the time, right? We just fall back to our habits. So fear, fear, this is why like you determine your habits and your habits determine your future. I'm about to go in. You determine your habits and your habits determine your future, but fear pushes you back to your habits, Mm -hmm. right? Because your habits are a very comfortable place because it's what you know, what you're used to, what you're confident will succeed. And fear pushes you back there because it's a safe place to be, right? So just even talking like business growth, look, there's this this notion that being a business owner is just like all roses and daffodils, but there's also this notion that being a business owner means you'll never sleep, means you'll never whatever. No, people have to understand that there's there's a middle ground. There really is a middle ground, and it comes to your priorities. It comes to what your habits are, it comes to the things you're working on, the small details, not the big, just the small details that you fine tune over and over. And fear, fear itself, because it's a safety blanket, right? So people tend to do this thing. Fear is a safety blanket. And when you start to see your potential, right? So say, say, uh, what, what kind of example could I use to make this really, really hit the point? Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Here we go. So just because growing up, like I was into like, well, I wasn't into, but I was fascinated by skateboarding. Um, So let's talk about like people that skateboard like at the skate park, right? So if anybody knows, like for the first, if you ever get on a skateboard for the first time, like it's something really unnatural because as soon as you step on the board and the board is rolling, guess what? You no longer feel the ground. (laughs) Right, you no longer feel the ground. 
Now, what are the benefits of the skateboard? You go faster, you spend less energy, right? It's a lot more fun. You don't have as much wear and tear on your body, but that's the potential, right? But what's the fear? You no longer feel the ground, which means if something goes wrong while you're on the board, you either jump off the board or no, hit whatever you're about to hit, right? And one of the things I like that's scary about skateboarding is that you have to grow accustomed to not feeling the ground. You have to actually grow accustomed to feeling the safety of the board. And not even feel the safety of the board, but like being able to feel where the board's going to take you. Being able to control how it goes without actually being able to touch a gun. Because touching the ground is the most safe thing. We were made with two feet so that we could stand on this earth. And that right there is where fear plays in. So now let's talk about like starting a business, right? So fear does this thing where we're, we're raised in this society. We just read this book. I read the weapons of mass instruction, right? So we're taught over and over and over in school and going into life that, yo, you need to get a nine to five. You need to get a 401k. You need to have one house, two kids and a picket white fence with two and a half children. Like that's what we need to go to. That's the American dream. And when somebody says start a business, they, they sell you the idea of like being a millionaire or a billionaire. Right. But Along the way, it's going to require a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pain. And the problem is we all have the ability. Every time I hear somebody say, I don't have the ability to be a business owner, but I want to support my friends who are, I'm like, first of all, the world appreciates you. But two, that's a bunch of BS. That's just, you, you don't, you're scared to even realize your potential. Yeah. Right? Because your potential, all it does is like, all, all your potential does, it does the same thing like time, Right? It just shines a light on the things you have not ignored. Or it shines a light on the things you have ignored. And once you start to become super aware of what you can do, guess what? You start to see all the risk. Something that uh, our mentor, GT, just said on a call earlier this week was that there's two types of things that happen, right? People have like um, uninformed optimism or informed pessimism. Right. And I think when people are working in their potential, they have to be working in this uninformed optimism. What does that mean? Uninformed optimism means that you can only see how things can go right. And even though things seem scary, you still go after it because you understand the value it's going to bring to your life. Yeah. Informed pessimism is when you know you can reach something, you know you can hit a goal, but because you can see how it can all go wrong. Fear brings you back to the place like, well, maybe if I just work my nine to five and I make 35, 40K a year, I'll be good and I'll pay off my student loan. I'll get multiple lines of credit and I'll buy a house and then I'll refinance it so I can have more money to send my kids to school. And that's the kind of life I'm going to live. And then I'm going to live for like Black Friday and sales and do this and that and be stuck on somebody else's schedule. Are you dragging? <laughs> we can do whatever we want, man. It's our it's our podcast. I know, right? You stepped on a whole bunch of toes. If the shoe fits. <laughs> but the point is, like, fear puts you into that spot. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you think? Fear puts you into that spot. I agree. Like, um, like you said, informed pessimism. 
Right. right? That's something that I can say I personally have struggled with. Like all you see, like you said, all you see are the things that could go wrong. And because all I can see are the things that can go wrong, even though I know there's a possibility that things could go right. I'm looking at the, well, things could go right, but what if? But what if? (laughs) What if? I said, if I fail, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to be in the hole. If I fail, then I'm going to disappoint this person and that person. If I fail, then this would have been all for nothing. But the thing, what, what we don't really realize, okay, yeah, when you're going through this, like whether you're building a business or you're trying to grow a relationship or you're trying to do something amazing, yes, you may fail in the process. Right, right. But your failures are just, they're educational moments so that you can learn what not to do again so that you can keep going up. Life, there's no straight line up. Go ahead and teach. Okay. I was reading Jeff Olson's book called The Slide Edge, and he said, in life, there's a curve. Like, you're going to be curving all the time. Nothing's just going straight up. There's going to be times where you might fall off a little, but you can go right back up if you decide to keep grinding it out. But if you feel like, oh, it curved, so I'm not going to move anymore, and you just stop, then you're going to curve right back down. And you know what it is? What? It's that that curve, that process, those are challenges. Those challenges require growth. Absolutely. Fear fear prohibits that growth. Absolutely. Fear prohibits that growth 100%. And so what we tend to do, we start to procrastinate, right? Because, Because challenges require growth and fear prohibits that growth, we start to procrastinate. I'll try it tomorrow. I'm not ready. I need more experience. Maybe next year. It's like it's like setting New Year's New Year resolutions on your life. <laughs> I see. What happens for most people with New Year's resolutions? They give up in month what? Month and week. Uh, week. Two. Week two. Right. You were all hyped to do it. Week two, you're not in the gym anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you wanted to take more time for yourself, but. What happened? It wasn't worth it anymore to them because they're just seeing, they're not seeing change happen fast enough. Mm, so people are impatient. Mm-hmm. You know what happens with that? What? Their procrastination. So people are impatient and they're procrastinating because they don't actually want to do what it takes to get that faster, faster growth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something deep right here. I just, mercy. Procrastination is the fertilizer. Procrastination is a fertilizer for problem growth, not self-growth. <laughs> Say it again. Right? Procrastination is the fertilizer for problem growth, not self-growth. We're talking that because you don't want to step up, because you don't want to do what it takes. I heard, where, maybe I heard it on that other episode, right? I was into I think it was on the Secrets to Success podcast, but they were talking about everybody is capable, but only like the top 1% admit it. True. Right? And because things are too hard, too scary, too difficult to consume too much time, or it's too late in my life, like, I am sure there are people that see the two of us as business owners and are, and, and project, and project 
their fears on us. Exactly. And there's no room, <laughs> there's no room in our life for that kind of negativity. Like your own fear is just because you decided that you don't want to, or you don't think you're capable of moving forward because like, because you're too old or you don't have enough money. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're never going to have enough money. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have enough money. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have enough time. It might never be the right time. There might is. be the right place. Might never be the right circumstances. And ultimately, fear is your excuse. Exactly. And the only person who can change that is, is you. you. That's it. Y'all see what we did there, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a couple things. The um, thing is, that, like, you know what's going to happen though? Like, because they're wearing their fear is letting them say, "What if now?" Mm-hmm. In the long run, because they haven't done it, their their "What if" is going to change. Like, man, what if I just stuck it out? Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part. You know, people's regrets are because time time is the greatest factor out of everything, and I think people's regrets are literally based on time because when they started or they thought about or they wanted to pursue something they just saw how hard it was and then like 20 years later they see how it could have panned out Mm -hmm. i was i actually read an article where it said bill gates's biggest regret is that he never made microsoft the rival of apple Mm -hmm. that's his biggest regret he never made microsoft the i'm bill gates (laughs) come on son this is not just this is not just to any, you don't need, you don't have to be billions of, of dollars in order to have these kind of like regrets. Look, he's just like, yo, dang, like that's the opportunity he missed. I see. And for somebody listening to this episode, maybe your opportunity is just right in front of you and you just never had the courage. You never had the guts. Look, let me tell you something. 2019. We've decided to go on this journey and start this business in the face of like multiple odds in understanding that, yo, like this is probably like the hardest time to do what we want to do, but it's, there's never the right time. Right. Yeah. The biggest thing I'd rather we do, we're not going to fail by the way, but I'd rather we do this now, it not work out. than we spend the next 40 years, 50 years living a pretty average life. And we ask ourselves, what if we had tried, at least if we try it all and it doesn't work out, we won't have an excuse. Right? At least if we try it, we won't have an excuse. If we try everything and nothing works out, and we're living a okay life, at least we'll know we did it. We we gave it our all. And what was Eric Thomas saying? He said it's not about the results. You gotta like be able to respect the journey. You know? Right. Like you have to really enjoy you have to really enjoy the journey to wherever you're trying to go. So like wherever you do go, you know that the journey was lit. Like it was great. Or you were able to appreciate the good times and the bad times. That's why I said question on the gram the other day where I was like, is money. So this was, you know, specifically for the people that don't follow me on Instagram. But um, (laughs) that's why I asked on Instagram. I was like, yo, is money is a destination or an experience? Is success a destiny? Is being a business owner a destination or an experience? You know what it's like to like build? Well, you know, but 
for other people like listening, you know what it's like to build a business, a brand and be able to be in control. Cause at the beginning, things always look bleak. At the beginning, things will look like, man, is this going to work out? Especially, oh, Lord, I promise y'all, the goals we're setting for 2020 are abysmal. Like, they are phenomenally big. And I am pretty positive if we, if, see, now we're smart, right? We're only sharing our plan with people who are also doing the same thing. Our coaches are on the same, our, our coach our coaches are on the same line. They're already ahead of where we want to. They're where we want to be and farther, right? So we're sharing because to us, the plan and the plan makes sense. But and here's one of the biggest things. This is what fear does. And this is why I said projecting fear on you, right? Because there, somebody needs to listen to this. One of the hardest things you can do is share your plan with somebody who cannot see your vision the way you see it. That's yeah. one of the hardest things you can do. Because if they cannot see your vision and all they do is they see your vision with their fear goggles on their eyes. They're going to try to talk you out of it. They're going to talk you out of it. Oh, you, you, oh, you're doing a lot. Oh, your, your goals are too big. Oh, is that really possible? Oh, is it really? I'm sure there's people out there that'd be like, is there, is it really possible to hit the goals you guys want to hit? You haven't even business for, for a year. Okay. And <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> What's, what's the point of like re- relegating yourself to just being average? Average sucks. 70%, a C. What's the point to relegating yourself to be average? Exactly. We weren't made to be average. Wow. That's a copyright infringement right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, we were not made to be average. No. Th- that's not... We're not on this earth to just exist. We all have a purpose and we cannot let fear prohibit us from reaching that. We cannot let fear prohibit us from reaching that. That's unacceptable. The last thing you want to do is essentially spend your whole life, see everybody else around you living their purpose. And it doesn't mean that their purpose is finan- it's a financial goal. No, it just means that they're actually living. One of the craziest things you can do is if you're able to live unapologetically free in your purpose, you will be that much better, happier. Things will come easier. Doors will open. I started doing that in 2019. Doors started opening. Things got easier. Things make more sense. Seeing our vision is a lot. It's not, it's not hard anymore. Because we're able to write things down where we want to be, things we want to do, places we want to go. And it's just like a matter of, okay, let's just do it. Reverse engineer it and do it. What do we need to do to get there? It's not even impossible. What do we just need to do to get there? Do not make fear your safety blanket. Do not let it be your excuse. Do not let procrastination make your problems grow. Don't let time shine a light and all the things you ignored. Don't let that happen. That's unacceptable. Don't, don't hold yourself to such a low standard. You know what's going to happen? You start putting yourself at a standard where you expect way more of you. I promise you the people that start coming in your circle, the people that start recognizing, the people that start helping you even grow and get to the next level will improve. Will improve. 
for us being business owners and in a relationship, one of the things I've really appreciated is that the people that are coaching us and helping us, they also have a healthy relationship. They also are working to get better. So for us, that that's like killing like three birds with one stone because we want to have a business. We want it to be successful and we want our relationship to not suffer. Exactly. We're going to hit it one, two, three, because we haven't let fear hold us back. Not that it wasn't there at the beginning. We just found a way to work past it and keep it moving and keep going. Because as long as you show up, you go to the gym and do something every day. doesn't have to be a lot, but you do something every day for six months. Tell me, tell me you won't feel a difference, right? Danielle, you, you are the fitness guru. I am. <laughs> but yeah, like. With the oh yeah, if you like stay consistent, even if you don't even get to six, if you stay consistent for thirty days, you will see a difference. And then you keep going and keep going and watch when you get to day three sixty five, then you're really gonna see a difference and you're gonna feel a difference and your whole mindset would have changed and now you're in the habit of making sure that you put in that time to care for your body and your life. Same thing goes with your mindset. Facts. If you keep dedicating to doing your devotions or your personal development or your journaling daily, you're going to see how your mindset has shifted in 365 days. If you continue, if you start practicing gratitude daily, you'll see how positive you are by day 365. Everything takes time. You have to appreciate the journey. Facts. And with that, we're just going to wrap this first episode up. Remember, this episode is brought to you by Kinetic Plus LLC. And y'all have a fantastic day. Keep grinding, keep growing. Feel free to reach out to us. And, you know, if you ever want to chat and just discuss how to do your stuff. But look, at the end of the day, you have what it takes to succeed. And all you have to do is try and get started. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode on Potatoes and Sriracha. Please remember to like, subscribe, and rate. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yay!